you've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. show come on in have seat in my mind let us get ready for really hot really crazy show come in chill in my mind hello and welcome back to another exciting week of the my mind podcast this is episode 86 <sighs> big number that's a big old number. 86 is actually... Oh, actually, my name's Stephen Taylor. Welcome to the Mama Booker. And it's... How have you been? You been good? Yeah, good. I'm very happy with that. Hmm. Yeah. 86 is actually a, 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 a cooking term where they used to say... Well, you know, some people still do, you know, but they say 86 means when it, like, sells out. So if you ever hear like a waiter or waitress or chef or whatever say, you know, 86, that's special. It generally means they've run out. So, you know, there you go. It's been 86, just like the episode. Well, we're not going to throw it out. It hasn't sold out. It's just 80, 80. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of like culinary terminology that doesn't really get, well, I don't know. I guess it just depends where where you work and what people know them as. Like a lot of people call like trays, trays, but trays are, di- a trays are, 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 are different in my eyes than some things, you know? Not necessarily different in my eyes. They're just different. Like it, it's just such a broad explanation, like a tray. Like it could be, you know, a circle tray, a rectangle tray, a square tray. Like a like a one inch deep tray, a two inch deep tray. Like there's just so many trays that you just you just shouldn't be like typecasting them all as a tray. You know, like I think that's where you got to like specifically say what type of tray. That's why like the fraction system works good. You know, and then then you use like the descriptive word. So like a all 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 um gastro gastronomes. Or like Bane, Bane, Bane Marie dishes, Bane Marie inserts. They all work by a fraction. So like the longest one is a one one because one fits in one, and you know a half, two fits in one. So it's a half bay, right? Or a half gastro. You you'll never guess how many you'll get in a one if you have a one six, right? Because they that's how they work. They work in a fractions. Which is good. It makes it really easy to understand. But, you know, they even say it in, like, the corner most of the time. Like, they they say a 1-1 one, one or a 1-3 or a 1-6. I think 1-9's the smallest they go. There'd be no point having, like, a 1-18. A It'd be really weird. <laughs> you would only get, like, one serve. <laughs> you know? It'd be the ultimate, like, single-use waste of waste of time item ever. Unless they were really deep. But even then, like, still. Oh, that'd be so silly. So dumb. I think that's the real... 
the real issue in like most kitchens is that it is so like single use. As much as like we don't want to say, you know, there's a lot of, there's more like plastic wastage and packaging wastage in a kitchen rather than food wastage. Like no one's going out of their way to throw stuff in the bin, but it like doubles when you have to put stuff into a vacuum seal bag. You buy the vacuum seal bags, put the food in it, and then you take the vacuum, the food out of the vacuum seal bag, and then you have to throw the bag in the bin. It's the same with the takeaway container. Like about 80% of takeaway containers, you can't really keep because they, they break, they shatter, and then they get, you can't sterilize them properly, really. Because then if they don't dry properly, they get a bit manky and you don't want to put your food in that. You don't want the customer's, you know, <laughs> lettuce to smell like feet, you know, like it, it, it's, it's really tough. It makes it really hard to be like one profitable because like a lot of, a lot of your profit goes to, um, goes to like packaging. <laughs> really wages overhead costs you know yeah yeah you know like it 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 does it makes it really really tough it makes it hard to like really when people tell you that oh you, you shouldn't be wasting this much you shouldn't be wasting this you shouldn't be wasting that and it's like well there's like sometimes there's no choice you know you're not going to serve someone like off food you know you got you got to make that choice and then Sometimes your choice is wrong and that's, that happens too. Unfortunately, there's no ifs or buts about it. It's just sometimes you mess up and that's all right. Because at the end of the day, like a lot of people don't realize that people in hospitality, they, they are by definition people (laughs) and they're, they're like prone to human errors, which a lot of people don't either get understand or want to even know about you know like it's so (laughs) it's so dumb like even like kids at maccas like they're just kids yeah they get your order wrong or it's or it's or how hard is it to take pickles off a burger you know it's it's actually really hard you know because if you make the same burger ten thousand times and then someone asks for no pickles Sometimes it doesn't register in your brain. You just make the burger you're making, you know? You make the burger you always make. I'm not defending them because some mess-ups are, like, worse than others. But when it comes to the simple stuff, like, just let them be, you know? Like, they're all right. They're okay with it. There's nothing... Yeah. Come on. It's it's getting to be the holidays soon, too, so, like... Yeah, I, I think people's attitudes are going to be, like, way worse towards, like, people in food, which is, I just don't agree with it. Like, I, I, I never, I never agree with people that complain about, like, one wait time and, like, attitude and their expectation versus, like, reality of food. Like, it's just so, it's so extreme to me. That, sorry, a bug nearly flew on my face. <laughs> it's just, it's always so extreme that 
someone can go from zero to a hundred because they waited 20 minutes for like a bowl of chips. Like you don't know any, you don't know any of the circumstances. And if we tell you the circumstances, you don't believe us anyway, because you just think it's an excuse. Like it's not an excuse. You know, nine out of 10 people aren't going to lie to you about what's going on back of house or front of house. There's no reason. The only reason <laughs> to like lie about something is if it's a monumental, monumental mess around, you know, or it's been really bad. There's just no, no one gains anything from lying to a customer and no one gains anything from lying to, like, you don't need to say, oh, I'm allergic to cucumber. Just say you don't want cucumber. You know, if you're not actually allergic, like granted, there are some people that do have like extreme allergies and I, you have my sympathy, but the people that there's, there's a, a demographic of people that are gluten-free and there's a bunch of people that are celiac. <laughs> celiac is you're allergic to gluten and there's dire cons- consequences if you have gluten in your system. Gluten-free is a preference <laughs> or a gluten intolerant. Gluten intolerant is a less severe allergy. It's not an allergy. It's an intolerance. It's like we don't, most people are, are intolerant to lead, but they'll survive if they're shot. <laughs> That's a bad example. That's not a good example at all. But what I'm saying is that gluten-free Gluten intolerant and celiac are three very different things. If you're gluten free because you just don't like bread, then don't tell us. Don't say it's an allergy when it's not. Don't say, oh, I'm gluten free. It's an allergy. And then we say, well, look, unfortunately, we don't have a gluten free fryer. So. The uh, there's some flour products that do get passed through the oil, and that contaminates the oil. So there are flour particles and glutinous particles in the fryer. Oh, 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 that's okay. I'm usually fine with that. That's not an allergy. <laughs> so, like celiac people will get some some celiac people will get really sick <laughs> from that. Or like, we all know there's that one vegetarian that you could go through a thousand options and try and bend over backwards to like really give them a nice vegetarian meal and go, oh, look, you know, like we can do this, we can do that. We had like a nice beetroot and sweet potato risotto or something like that. You know, like, you know, you've got options. We've got a lot, we've got a veggie burger, you know, like we can really make this work. And they say, oh, I'll get the vegetarian pizza with ham. (laughs) Come on, come on. You're like, how, how do you expect us to be on your side when you do that? (laughs) How, how, how? There's just no reason. There is no reason to be, to like not understand your own allergy or intolerance is it always, it always baffles me. Like, unfortunately, a lot of peanut allergies are really severe, but there's also you can be allergic to tree nuts and ground nuts. So like a ground nut would be like a walnut or a peanut where a tree nut would be a pine nut, right? So you could be allergic to both or one specific, you know, but you you need to understand that, you know, like when you, 
do your your FODMAP or your allergy test or, you know, you find out through eating a jar of peanut butter, you you need to like kind of investigate yourself. Like don't leave it up to us to try and work out which nuts because there's different, like that's just the depth of allergy and allergy prevention. You know, like there is just so many things that are cross-contaminated. Like you could be allergic to flour, but they might process corn flour on the same line. You know, like there's some, like there's wheat and corn flour, which has gluten in it. You know, like there's so, there's some things that just aren't a hundred percent gluten free or that aren't cross contaminated. And that, that's just the world. That's just the world we live in. Like you're never going to go to a place where there's no wind. <laughs> it's going to be wind. <laughs> then we're going to go to a place where there's no water. Like the earth's 70% water, isn't it? Or something like that. Like there's always, there's always water. It's the same with like a factory can't clean down there. Imagine the cost of cleaning down a whole factory just to process something gluten-free. Like you need a separate facility or a separate area, you know, like when, or, you know, to make it non, <laughs> non-pine nutty, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how some people just don't understand their own ailments. Whereas, yeah, you, you really need to get a good grasp on it because, you know, it could be life or you know, like life or death, you know, unfortunately there's been a couple of cases. Like there was a case a couple of years ago there where a man was allergic to sesame seeds and he went to a uh, restaurant and the, the, the waitress was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll like sort you out with a, with a meal. And yeah, it'll have no, it'll have, um, you know, no sesame near it. And then she put, um, hummus, on the plate and gave it to him. And if you know what's in hummus, then you know there's tahini in hummus. And you know what tahini is. Tahini is sesame seeds ground into a paste. So, you know, she un- like regrettably gave him something that was highly, um, something that, that un- unfortunately killed him, which is devastating, you know? And, and it's all, it's a case of her not, realizing it goes back to the burgers and the pickles you just do something for so long you don't even think about like what's in it all the consequences are or you just go to automatic mode and just start doing it and then you've got the man who maybe should have explained a little bit more that he was really allergic and also knowing like if you go to that style of restaurant where you know there's like stuff that does involve your allergy like tahini paste is a big thing in you know that style of restaurant so you you would somewhat know that you know it it might mess you up a little bit a little bit now you know Mm. but you just don't know you just don't know you don't know some people yeah it's baffling it's crazy it's crazy the world of allergies is so vast as well like there is so much there is so much like there there's people that are allergic to the enzymes in meat there's people that are allergic to just the 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 um like the flesh of like some fish but not necessarily allergic to fish chicken as well chicken as well you know sorry i'm just a bit yawny I don't mean to be i know that i am tired so i will have a nap at one point Power naps. I like a power nap. You ever lay down with your feet in the air 
and like lent up against something so all the blood rushes to your head and you just close your eyes for 10 minutes oh it's the most refreshing thing especially like sometimes i like to double up on a power nap and make it a super power nap where i i have like a coffee before the nap then i lay down get my 10 minutes with my feet in the air and i just feel like a new man (laughs) yeah it's good. It's great. I suggest everybody tries it. I got it from shout out Jocko, Jocko Willinick, Willinick. I was listening to his podcast and he was explaining like the power nap and that. And I was like, this is just, he's an inspirational dude. He's got like David Goggins vibes, you know, like shout out David Goggins. He's always the guy that's like doing push ups or running while giving you an inspirational speech. And uh, he's just determined that guy, isn't he? <laughs> I guess it's determination and. Well, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I'm motivated. I'm motivated to do this. I'm motivated to do the YouTube channel. Like uh, I do have like acceptable motivation, but sometimes I'm quite happy to have a nap. <laughs> I'm quite happy to just chill out and have a, ha- have a cheeky beverage, you know, like I feel like that's not out of my realm of possibility and stuff. Like I feel like that's a good medium to kind of have, you know, like. Why would I want, oh, I I don't know. I'm just not that active, I guess, you know, like I just want to be, yeah, just not that active. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm like active enough where, you know, it's not an absolute detriment to my life. (laughs) Like I'll go, I'll happily go and play soccer or run around with my little one and stuff. Like I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do all of those things. I just don't want to do it all the time. (laughs) I I guess like that's the, that's the main point, you know, I just don't think I could imagine that like running all the time, geez, working out all the time. I know people do it and they love it, but that's nah, just not for me, eh? Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll get around to like loving it, but mm, not today. I'm going to go and I'm going to go do nothing. I'm actually, I'm going to go clean the house after this. So that should be pretty exciting and pretty fun. Yeah. Well, that's it. We made it. We made it through another episode of the My Mind podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. The music's come on now, so you can kind of tell what's going to happen. It's going to wind down, and that'll be the end of it. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, every week to all the people that have supported the show from the start and listened to it uh, every week or caught up on it every week. Like, I really appreciate it. It, it doesn't go unnoticed, and you know, if no one listened to it, then I'd stop doing it but you know people listen to it so thanks thanks heaps i really i really really appreciate it um if if you want to see more content or more stuff then you can go go check out the patreon page you know like not to sound like too desperate and like pluggy or whatever but this you know you got you really got to go check out the the marchetti family values like that is just a cool series you know like yeah it's it's really awesome it's about a a 
a um, crime family in New Jersey in the 1960s that are just trying to get through their day-to-day problems. It's got like a lot of Sopranos vibes, you know, where it's like real life things, but there's a bit of mob things on the side as well, which make it cool and, and kind of unique, but similar to Sopranos, so not that unique, I guess. But you can also go to the YouTube channel and go check out the Surprise Me challenges and go um you can even find the behind the scenes like making of the marketing film goes i do a couple of videos on that as well but go check it out the pages um i'll, I'll put all the links in the description but the, the youtube is my mind podcast m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t the instagram's the same name you can go there and check out follow it i, I put posts up every day of you know promoting the show and and um all that good stuff and you know go check it out go Go, go do some stuff. You can also go to the Facebook page, My Mind Podcast with Stephen Taylor or My Mind Podcast. You can go there and check it out. Uh, Twitter, I'm still trying to work out Twitter. I don't know if I'll ever really use it, <laughs> if I'm honest. I try, but I get zero engagement, so it just really hurts my self-esteem. Anyway, thank you for joining me, and I really appreciate the support and all that. And look, come back, because we'll do it again next week. <laughs> See you next time.